0: This is how you start a Saturday at the races. Northerly and Lee Zagaletta down at the 250 metre mark. They're locked in battle. They're three lengths in front of Blitz Platonic, followed by Spirit of Westbury. Lee Zagaletta's getting its head in front of Northerly. He comes back again, Northerly. Northerly rallies back the champ for the west. He comes back, draws to the front from Lee Zagaletta. It's Platonic and Silver Barrel and Northerly takes it. Ah, oh, the Fighting Tiger at his best. That was Northerly taking out. The Maccabi Diva Stakes. What year was Northerly that won the Maccabi Diva way back in 2002? Time flies 20 years ago since Northerly won uh, with Greg Childs in the saddle. Uh, what a season he had that 2002 season. Uh, when we speak of time flies, 2008, it was the day that Blake Shins' life changed here at Fabulous Flemington when he won the Melbourne Cup on Viewton. It's good to see him back at headquarters. How are you, Blake?
1: Very well, Michael. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. That bob of the head, just going back to that. What did you think when you crossed the line on view, day? <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't too sure. Um, yeah, it was too close. Too close to call. But uh, yeah, it was in the hands of the. It was in the hands of the gods and could have went either way. And uh, yeah, thankfully it went mine.
0: Where is the little cup? Where Where do you keep your trophy? Oh, in in
1: a safe. Um, in a in a safe locked away. at... Uh, yeah, in a very secure place. Yeah,
2: because well, he's been a bit of a man of no fixed address for you know he's been a bit <laughs> of a gypsy around all the place in Hong Kong. I just want to... there's so much that we can talk to you about, but the Hong Kong situation, uh, we we saw so many suffer through the the harsh lockdown of the participants over there, and it wore wore a lot of people down. And I guess that that seemed to be looking from afar that it, that's what got to you more than anything else. That 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 tightness.
1: Yeah, sure, Matt. I was living there on my own. Um, Love the racing side, very competitive. Um, starting, t- I, I, Look, it takes a long time, Hong Kong, to break in, and I felt I'd done that. And uh, the last season I was there, I won three group ones and got established. It was hard with my weight because I was only riding around 55 and a half, so it limits your opportunities. But I was figuring out what was required and I was getting enough opportunities to cement myself. But the living was tough, and the club really imposed some strict in, strict, uh, strict restrictions on us to to keep racing going, which I understand to a degree. But at the end of the day, sort of your mental health's important. We need a life. I've only got one life, and I, I felt that uh, for me it was best just to just to have a little break and um, have a mental refresher and, and come home.
2: Were a lot of participants fraying at the edges as well? Was it was it getting to the point of almost too much for a lot of participants yeah
1: it was matt yeah for sure um a lot of people had walked away uh a lot of jockeys were mentally struggling a lot of people within their industry were you know they were they were dealing um they were dealing with it tough in their in their own way as well which uh you know they were making a lot of sacrifices to keep it going and um i i pay full respect to them because uh you know it's it, it was a tough time
3: well what do you do there just give us an idea two race days um generally the the wednesday night and the the sunday how many days of track work and then what else do you do whether it is covid or, or or not covid in your time it was all covid so is it just looking at four walls all day
1: well for, for uh, i'll give you an example what pushed me to a not so much a breaking point but i got to a point where i um just kind of enough was enough there was we rode track work um, and then we weren't allowed to really have any interaction with anyone we could order our, we couldn't get physios personal trainers couldn't go to the grocery store um, basically just go to track work come home couldn't interact with the trainers uh, just go to the races come home Um, so for someone living on their own just looking at the walls um, I could go outside and train but not mingling with anyone uh, it was just hard so <laughs> I was doing a lot of um FaceTime and the Zoom meetings and stuff but yeah
2: it feels like Steve McQueen in The Great Escape when he's in the cool <laughs> or throwing the baseball
1: against... it's we sort of we kind of half losing it mentally um I, I could see myself I was but I didn't allow myself to 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 do that but uh if I continued, yes, I would. So that's why I made the call not to renew my licence.
0: The competition on the track, uh, a lot of people say it's the best racing in the world, it's the best jockeys in the world. Is there much of a difference to riding over there, taking on the likes of Zach Perton, Joe Marrera, or riding here at Flemington against Oli, Jamie Carr riding in Sydney? Is there much of a difference, do you find?
1: Uh, yes, I, I believe there is. Um look we've got Ollie here and Williams Craig who like you couldn't get two more consummate professionals elite in what they do um being around the world um yeah champions there it's it's a real pressure cooker um Maria and Pertin you know it's yeah it's a dog eat dog world and it you got to you got to have a you not so much just an elite rider but you've got to be a smart businessman you're your own manager you've got to be good with people you've got to be good in all facets of sort of life really and um yeah i I admire them they're they're great they hustle hard they they ride unbelievable and um yeah they work they just work tirelessly um Dan and
2: Simone and I earlier this morning spoke to Stephen King about that amazing rivalry that he had with Damien Oliver back in the late 80s and early 90s. And the next great rivalry, it was kind of electrifying when you and... Um, Nick Ryan, we're going head to head, it was this continual race for the Premiership, you were two individuals, it was a young man's game at that stage um, a lot of the jockeys over the age of 30 were just getting bumped by you two teenagers just, and then and I just thought it was just great that you rode the plunge winner for Nick Ryan <laughs> last week um, as, as allies, just, just take us back to that amazing period of two or three seasons where you guys were just going hard, and then to be able to reward uh, Nick Ryan all those years later.
1: Yeah, that was very special. It was like it was very um, rewarding to win on Munamak for Nick. Um, you know, he was an unbelievable talent. Our families got along really well. I remember, you know, growing up we got along as got along well. We used to ride ponies together as young kids then we grew up riding um, as apprentices and he was an absolute gun and you know he could have could have been anything as we all know it's great to see him forging another career as a, as a trainer and he's going to be a, a superstar in, in that field but um, we had a great battle um, yeah it, it could have went on for years and years but um, I remember starting my um, in town maybe three months behind him he was 17 wins in front I got, with, I got one win in front I got suspended and then he went on to win the premiership but incredible rider uh, I admire him still think about picking his brain now about riding and just talking to him about training horses he, um, he's just got a gift with a horse and a uh, gift with riding and that's going to carry him a long way in his training career but to win on Monomact Brought back a lot of a lot of memories, that's for sure. Like we could talk to you for hours because you're su- such a
0: fascinating um, person and you've achieved so much, but you've got business today. We've <laughs> got to let you go and do some riding as well. So uh, you're on Cascading in the Maccabi Diva. A lot of talk about how we think the race is going to be
1: run today. H- how do you view it being run? Uh, it, it appears it's going to be run slow, Michael, like um, alligator blood, blood appears to take control. Who knows what some of the other rivals are going to going to do um, there's a strong wind here today will that come into play, how's the inside going to be, I don't really know my horse, I'll, I'll be back smoking the pipe, just riding impatient, will I ride him inside, will I come wide, I can't answer that question until the race unfolds but the horse is flying he likes giving the ground and he, he'll run really well
3: you must look good in blue half your rides today you're in the Godolphin blue the the
2: jockeys do anything to suck up to Godolphin don't they like Willow is forever begging James Cummings. he's handing out apples with his,
3: with, you've got a challenging one to start the day though I mean I know you can use left and right and uh, with a crop and you might have to with Spacewalk you will have seen his, uh, his videos that's going to be a challenge uh, all eyes are going to be on you because he's obviously got a motor but uh, he looks a bit of a, a challenging ride
1: yeah, he does. Um, I think he'll like the straight. I think there'll be good enough pressure in in the early stages for me to allow him to settle. Um, he can go a bit keen, but he's drawn like wide his last start, so they took him back like a long way to get cover to run on. Now we won't have to do that today. Hopefully, he can just find a nice rhythm within three to four lengths of the leaders. I've drawn a good barrier around the speed horses outside of me, and um, I liked his position from the draw. He's got a great turn of foot, so if I can hold him up and execute the ride well, I think he's good enough to win the race. Hey
2: Blake, I know you got a couple more. I'll just ask you, just which one of those might be the best. But one thing I've always been dying to ask you: the, the greatest shock other than the, the time Winks nearly got rolled by the stablemate in Sydney, was when Humidor... Blake was mm. killing it at Moonee Valley that day on Cox Plate Day. He was riding all the winners. And then he came out on Humidor. And just when you weaved your way through the field and Winks was going, I think that was when she was going for her third Cox Plate, everyone for about five strides thought you were going to knock her off. How did you feel when you, when you just set out after Winks that day and that Cox Plate? Did you at any stage think you were going to wreck the party?
1: For a fleeting moment, I did but you know in in horse racing you sort of sense you can sense things um, that the viewers and ongo- on like the the onlookers can't um, f- f- watch or, or can't sense that i can feel and i ran- i ranged up to her and i sensed she had something more to offer, yep. and if we went another two hundred meters after the post, she would have held me all the way all the way yep. and that's what sort of champions do and uh, did you
2: hear the crowd react to your yeah. coming though
1: yeah, yeah. I, heard it, I heard it erupt, and that's, it's a, it was just a great contest, and that 's what sport's about, and you like the champions to be challenged, and she rose to the occasion um, like legends do, and you know it was it was a great moment in sport to be a part of.
0: Uh, Blake, so good to have you back in Mm -hmm. town, mate. Good luck today and for the rest of the spring carnival. Thanks, guys. Great Great to chat.